And, and, and this week, I want to continue um, this, this, this series called The Journey. So if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to be in James chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read just two simple scriptures. And um, I, I typically read out of the ESV. Um, I don't know what you prefer. But I, man, I, and for a long time, I was so against this translation. But it just brings so much clarity and so much understanding that I want to read this out of the message. So if you could just, uh, if, if you don't have the message on yourself, we're going to put it up here on the screen. It says, and now I have a word for you who brashly announced today at the latest tomorrow, we're off to such and such in a city for the year. We're going to start a business and make a lot of money, right? That's a lot of people's ambition that uh, this is the kind of lives that we live that we're going to go work and we're going to make a lot of money. That was my plan growing up. Uh, I told my parents that I wanted to go into sports medicine. I wanted to be uh, a, a doctor slash trainer uh, because it kept me near sports and it would make me a lot of money and that's all I ever cared about uh, and then God just crushed those dreams and, and said no you're going to be a pastor so ta-da here we are today <laughs> uh, and it says it says this it continues and it says you don't know the first thing about tomorrow how many of you ever looked at your kids and your kids look and act like they they know what they're talking about and you look at them and you say you don't know the first thing about being an adult you don't know the first thing about paying bills and having responsibilities. You don't even know. This is what James is encouraging us, to, uh, telling us. He's like, uh, because as adults, we become enlightened. At some point in our life, we, we think we know it. And James is saying, you don't even know the first thing about tomorrow. You're nothing but a wisp of fog. Other versions say just a uh, 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 a glimpse of life, catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing. Instead, make it a habit. Make it a habit. If you're trying to build habits, I don't know if, uh, if any of you are habits, but we are creatures of habits. Uh, great books on habits, Atomic Habits, if you've never read it before. Um, that's a great book, and it just talks about us as, and how God wired us and created us, uh, that we're just people of habits. And, and he says, if you want to make a habit, make this a habit. If the master wills it and, you're, and, you, and we're still alive, we'll do this or that. Because guess what? We don't know the first thing about tomorrow. So make it a habit to say, you know what? Whatever God's will is for my life, whatever God's will is for my life, let that be. My plans to the side. My goals to the side. And God, if it's your plans, that's the way I want to live my life. And so today I want to talk to you uh, from this subject. Are we there yet? Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing here at Real Church. I thank you that you're taking us all on a journey, Father, as a church, uh, as individuals, as families, as, as couples, as uh, spouses, uh, as parents, as grandparents. We're all on a journey, God. And Father, I pray that this morning uh, that uh, we would be the first ones to admit that we don't have a clue what tomorrow brings, God but we know who will bring it, and that is you. And so, Father, I pray that we would put our hope, our trust, and our faith in you this morning. We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Some of you immediately, when I say that, you, you go to a trip, and you think, man, that is the first thing my kids say when we leave. And you're like, we haven't even left the driveway yet. What do you mean, are we there yet, right? Any parents know what I'm talking about? And so over and over, you hear, are we there yet? But I, I want to just for a moment argue that it doesn't start with children on a journey, on a vacation, on a trip, but it actually starts from the time that we were born. 
I, I think uh, in the culture and the society that we live in today, especially because of the American dream. Now, I'm not against the American dream. Uh, I, I think uh, it is good that we need to teach our children to work hard and to go out and, and do what we need to do. But sometimes that clouds and that kind of tries to blend in with the gospel. And so we end up trying to work hard for God's approval when God said it is finished on the cross. That we can't win his approval. We can't work hard enough for his approval. Our approval is found in Jesus and Jesus alone. But in this American dream, we say you need to work hard. You need to be the hardest worker in the room. You, you, you need to be the smartest person in the room. You need to have the most money uh, amongst your peers. And all these things start at such a young age. And we're instilling this into our children. And so here's what happens. We are in a constant living of are we there yet? And I'm talking about when you, you're speaking with God, when, when your relationship with God, it's, man, God, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And sooner or later, you're like, man, wh where's it gone? Where's the time gone? And this is to, starts at an early age. We have beautiful babies. Um, they're born, and they're like, oh, my gosh, they're so precious. And then immediately goes into, man, I just can't wait till they, take, they start crawling right? And then once they tear a few things up and you're like, I can't wait for them to start walking. And then you have a little terrorist named Legend who can just run everywhere. That's my son. And poor yesterday, he was underneath the bleachers and he ran and he hit the thing so hard. It took his feet and I picked him up and his hands are covered in blood. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're about to go to the emergency room and praise God, he's all right. He looks like Scarface right now. But anyway, you, you get in, then you start saying, man, I found myself doing this the other day. Man, I can't wait till he starts talking. I can't wait till I can start having a conversation. Then you go to my three-year-old and she can talk. <laughs> and it's like, can you please shut up? <laughs> or they learn to start talking back. Anybody, parents got kids like that? Not at real church. <laughs> they start talking back. And then you're like, man, I, I can't wait till you can just wake yourself up, get ready for school, right? And then the kids begin to develop their own thinking. And then we have uh, kids in junior high, and we have kids who are freshmen, sophomores in high school, and they're like, man, I can't wait to start driving. And then you as a parent, you're like, I can't wait for you to start driving so that you can go to the grocery store for me. And then they start driving, you're like, man, I can't wait for you to start making your own money so you can pay for the gas to go to the grocery store and I think you're catching on and you get in this state of are we there yet I can't wait to graduate high school I can't wait to go to college I can't wait to graduate college I can't wait to graduate and get a job and start making money for myself uh, so mom and dad can't hold anything over my head and then you you get to that young adulthood and you're like man I can't wait till I make more money I can't wait till I climb the corporate ladder and we're always in this constant state of am I there yet and it doesn't stop. Man, I can't, I, I can't wait to get married. I don't know who I'm going to marry, but I can't wait to get married. And then you're like, man, I can't wait till we get married and we could buy a house. And, and, and they're young and naive and they think they're just going to go ball out and buy this big house and, and with an 85-inch screen TV and the pool in the back. And it's like, do you know how much that stuff costs in Midland, Texas? And then we finally get all that. And they start, we, you know, we start, I can't wait to have kids. I can't wait to have more kids. I can't wait. And it's this cycle. You become a grandparent. Man, I can't wait to become a grandparent. Some of you are just waiting. And then you realize, man, they just drain your bank account more than your kids do. Are you getting the picture? Am I there yet constantly? 
are we there yet? Then you work and you work and you work. And like, man, I can't wait to retire. I can't wait to retire so I can just go fishing. I can take my boat out. I can just go live in the, the woods. I just want to retire. And then you get to retirement and you're like, well, what do I do? Right? You talk to so many guys who are they're, they're retired. and they're, Women do a lot better job at retiring than men do. Men, I don't know what it is, but we're terrible at it. And then you go get a side job and then you start working harder than you did in your career. Are we there yet? And before you know it, you look at your life and you're like, where did my life go? It was but a fog, is how James puts it. It is but a breath. That is how all of us like to believe that we're going to live to be uh, 80 and 90 years old. The Bible says that we actually will live 70 to about 80 years old is what the Bible says. But guess what? We don't know what tomorrow brings. I was talking to one of the hotel ladies this morning, and she said, I had a friend who uh, unexpectedly just passed away with three children. And you see these tragic stories on the news, and we never think that it could be us. And I pray to God that it's never us. I used to joke around in my uh, eight, when I was in high school, in college, and my mom, forget, and she, my mom's in the room, and she can attest to this. She would say, I love you, be careful, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm like, I don't know, I might not be here tomorrow. I would tell my mom that, and she'd be like, stop saying that. And as I get older, I find it to be more true that I may not be here tomorrow. I can set all these goals, all these aspirations for my children. I want them to go to school. I want them to be entrepreneurs. I want them uh, to have a beautiful family. I want them to serve God. And I still find myself, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And it creeps over into our relationship with God. God. God gives you a direction for your life. We know and we preach this here at Real Church that every person in this room is gifted. You might be a gifted communicator. You might be a gifted uh, worship person. You might be a gifted uh, person who is wonderful at uh, being hospitable. You might be gifted with numbers and math. You might be gifted in business. Whatever your gift is, God gave that to you and he wants to use that in your life. Yet we find ourselves, man, are we there yet, God? Am I in my career where I was supposed to be? Am I making what I thought I would be making? Am I there yet? Am I there yet? I think you get the point. We, we look in the Gospels and the disciples at one point were hanging out with Jesus and they said, hey Jesus, if you could teach us one thing, teach us how to pray. And so you see the Lord's Prayer. It's recited all the time. It's recited before football games. It's recited before uh, all kinds of things that people, and if I'm honest, that's not a prayer that we should be reciting. It's just a model of how we should pray. And in this prayer, Jesus says, Lord, give us our daily bread. Give me my daily bread. When's the last time you prayed that? God, will you just give me today what I need for today? Because most of the time, if we go look at our prayer logs, they're probably saying, God, can you take me to this place in my career? God, can you take my children to this place? God, God it's so down the road. And it, what does it leave you? It leaves you in the state of, man, am I there yet? Am I there yet? And your life will pass you by because you're so caught up in the, am I there? Am I there? I want to be there. And God, I want to encourage you this morning. Some of you need to learn how to live in the now. Now, I get it. We need to plan for the head. We, we, we need to uh, have 401ks. I'm not against any of those things. But man, the importance of now, the beauty of life now, 
we will lose sight of that if we're so focused on the there. And a lot of us are too focused on the there. And I want to just bring us back and say, man, I, I just want to be in this room right now. Some of you are already thinking, I hope that Chewy's line isn't long. <laughs> right? I hope this pastor doesn't go for too long today. Where are we going to go eat? What are we going to go do later? Oh, we got school tomorrow. Back to work tomorrow. Why? Because we constantly live in the there. And God says, I don't, I don't want you to live in the there. I want you to live in the now. Live in the now. Be in the room right now. So for the next hour, just kidding, I'm just kidding. So for the next 20 minutes, if I can, be here. Be in the now. Because that's what Jesus said. He says, give me my daily bread. I just, I'll, if Jesus, who was fully God, fully man, in the flesh, was praying, I just need what I need now, who are we to think that we can handle tomorrow? Who do we think we can start worrying about five years, 10 years, 15 year plans? I'm not saying you can't dream, have goals, have visions, but I'm just saying, are you appreciating the now? You know what? My kids, I, I, I can't wait till me and my wife can go on vacations by ourselves. But man, they're so precious right now. Real church, we've had five homes in the last year and a half. Me and my wife were talking about this the other day. We started in uh, a home, Pastor Anthony's home. Then we went to kind of bounce back. They had a baby, so then we went to our home. And then we went to the school. And then there for a moment, we had to go to our church office. And now we're in a hotel and this week, guess what I found myself doing at the new building? God, I just want to be here already. Are we there yet? They're, they're, they're taping and they're mudding and God, are we, are we there yet? And then it doesn't help that uh, people, not you guys, but people, are, are, when's, how's the building? When, is it done? <laughs> no, it's not. But it's going. But are we there yet? Are we there yet? Matthew chapter 6, I want to read this to you as well because it, it, it just bounces off of what James says in his book. It says, find all your everyday human concerns will be met. That's not what the world tells us, right? The world tells us you're going to have what you go and get. But the Gospels tell us, man, every human concern will be met. Give your entire attention, not part of it, not, not just a, a partial part of your mind and your heart, but give your entire attention to what God is doing when? Right now. Right now. What is God doing in your life right now? Not what you want to do in five, ten years. What's he doing in your life right now? Because let me just throw this in there too. If we get so focused on the there, you lose gratitude in your heart. You lose gratitude on what God's doing now. God, thank you. There, there's a, a trending reel. If you're, if you're old in here and you don't know what a reel is, it's an Instagram thing that people are creating, content creators are creating. And, and it's this voiceover that you use and you put your own video. And it's people turning on the lights. And the guy in the background goes, thank you, God. And it shows their kids running across the living room. And he goes, thank you, God. And then takes, it shows a picture of their bedroom. Thank you, God. Man, what are you thinking for right now? What is God doing in your, what has he been good to you in your life right now? Because if we're honest, sometimes we sound like our kids and we complain to God, we grumble to God, or maybe we're just not appreciative for what God has done in 
the now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. I love that it says tomorrow. It could have said, don't get worked up about five years, 10 years, what we're talking about, 20 years. It says, don't even get worked up about tomorrow. Some of you, your day tomorrow is going to be crazy from sunup to sundown. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about the now. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time is right. Matthew 6. Some of us need to thank God what he's doing right now. Some of you need to thank God for what he's doing right now. Right now in your life, you need to thank God. What is your daily bread that you're needing to pray for? This past week, my wife and I, we went to another church in town. They were having uh, a worship night. And uh, I remember uh, the previous week, and up even to this week, if I'm honest, uh, the, the, the week that led up before the worship night, I'm in the building and things are happening. You know, we, we got ACs getting put in. We got tape and mud getting done. Uh, everything's happening, and I'm just in there. And sometimes if, if I'm not praying, I'm, I'm just worrying. I'm complaining in my spirit. And, and uh, man, the Lord just began to remind me, man, you, you just need to appreciate right now. Right now. Because guess what? I get constantly, I get worried about, man, where's real church going to be in a, another year? Where, where are we going to be in our two-year anniversary, our three, our four, our five-year anniversary? And can I just be open and honest with you and, and give you a little insight into my heart? Most of the time, it's not because I'm worried about if it's going to bring God glory. It's I'm worried about what are people going to think? What are people going to think? Adults, you know, we, we want our kids to go to school and not worry about what other people think. of. But adults, we're the worst. We care about what other people think. We, ca- we care about uh, when they look at us, what are they going to think? That's why we dress the way we dress. That's why we wear the, what we wear. This is why we drive what we drive, because we care about what others think. And that's where I get wrapped up in with this building. Man, uh, you know, because I have other pastors. I had pa- lunch with different pastors. They're like, man, I see you're doing this. How, how are you guys doing? You know, and, and, and I'm just worried, man, what are they going to think about our church? What are they going to think? What are they going to think? And guess what? I'm always God. Are we there yet? Can we start having church there yet? Are we there yet? And, and I go home and I get stressed out and then I take it out uh, on my wife. Uh, not like beating her up, but like with my words. <laughs> I take it. I just want to make this clear, man. The internet is brutal these days. They can cut and edit and I take it out on my children with being impatient with them. I, I, I take it out on my friends and I get short with them. Because I'm worried about the there and not the now. I'm not appreciative of what my wife does now. I'm not thankful that my kids live the, the, the age that they are now. Now we need to care for the now. So then I lead up, we get to this worship night, and, and I'm, I'm stressed, and I'm, uh, I'm worried about, man, the, the projects always cost more than what they're going, what they're budgeted for, correct? And so I'm just worried, I'm stressed, and, and the worship begins, and I'm on my phone, I'm texting some of my friends, uh, and I'm worshiping, and the Lord spoke to me. And, and I, I remember standing, and, and I'm worried, because you can ask my wife, because she said after the worship night, did you even worship? You, you, you were, I just saw you looking everywhere at the ceilings. I saw you looking at the lights. And I was just looking because I'm like, man, I like this. I like that. I like the way they did this. I like that light. Man, I bet that was expensive. Um, and I just stressed myself out. 
And then she leans over. I told her I was going to harp her on this just because I can and I'm in the mic. She leans, get off your phone. We're like in the front row. Get off your phone. That's rude. And it made me mad. If I'm honest, it made me mad. And I wanted to be like, the Lord is speaking to me right now. What's he telling you? I'm just being honest. Just keeping it real with you guys. And he did. And he said, you are so worried about the church and where it's going to be. And if you're ever going to get there, wherever there is. But man, you can't even lead your family. If I'm honest with you, in the past six months since this journey started, man, I haven't prayed with my kids. I haven't prayed with my wife. I haven't read the Bible to my kids. I'm just being honest with you, okay? I I do that for me. I feed myself, and I make sure that I'm filled up and that I'm ready to go for Sunday mornings. But, man, I'm being a bad spiritual leader in my home, which matters way more than this. Yet I'm not doing it. And, And the Lord says, man, what good is it if real church grows to hundreds, to, to maybe even thousands, if you're not even leading your home. And so for the last week, man, I've just been getting my family together in the living room or on our bed. I don't read the whole Old Testament to them. I, I, I pick one verse, one. If I'm honest, that's the, all the capacity that I have left by the end of the day. I pick one verse, and I read it to my family. I read it to my kids. And I, pray, and I explain it to them. I say, hey, you know, we, we, one of them was about loving people, and I got to encourage my kids, man, when we go out, we're going to love people. We're going to love people. You go love, and, and Kinley's like the anti-bully police at school. Mom, those kids were mean. And I, and I thought, did you say something? She goes, yeah, I told them they need to stop. And, and but I'm, I'm, I see the difference in my family when we go to bed, and then we hold hands together. It's funny, Adriana's got a phone, and legends like some of you when we pray, they're like, are we done? Are we done? The iPad is looking at me. And we pray, say amen, and I give my kids a kiss, and I send them all to bed. Can I be honest? It takes maybe 10 minutes, if that. Some of you are like, no way you can talk for 10 minutes. I can and, and guess what, man? I'm, I'm loving my family. I'm loving my wife. I'm loving my children. And, and this is secondary to that. And, and here's the thing. We, we get caught up in the there, in the there, in the there, in the there. And then we end up like the Israelites, tired, complaining, and grumbling, just like what we talked about last week. And so I want to ask you this morning, man, I, I love, I've heard this question put, and maybe you've heard it. If all you had today is what you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? Think about that for a moment, because, boy, that, that will convict you for a moment. If all you had today is what you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? Would you have that home you're going to go to today? Would you have that car that you're driving, that you drove here? Would you have the health that you have today? What would you have Some of us might have things that we think we want, and that's what happens when we worry. Be careful what you pray for. I've been praying that God would continue growing us and that we would be an impact in our community, Um, and, and, and then we get to this place, this big project, 
And, and I, if I'm, I texted my other buddy who's a pastor, and they're looking for a new place. And I was like, man, be careful what you wish for. Right? Anybody ever been there before? Be careful what you wish for. You be thankful for that church building you have. Because you don't, you don't know what it's like tearing up and setting down every week. You don't know what it's like to, to make sure that people are going to come and help do that. You get to walk into a building, turn on a couple of switches, and you get to have church. Guess what? We don't have church if some of the people who showed up yesterday don't come. Now, we probably would because I'm stubborn and I'd set it up by myself. But you get the picture. Man, what? Are we there yet? Ask yourself, man, have you been asking that question far too long? It might be about your business. It might be about your family. It might be about your career. It might be about your children. Are we there yet? Team, you can come up. Are we there yet? And so this week, as I was praying, and I, I was praying in our building, um, and just to throw it out, almost there. We're almost there. I, I was walking around, and I was listening to some worship music, and uh, man, I, I'm, the older I get, the more I cry. I don't know what the heck is going on with me. I just began to weep. Just began to weep. Because I found myself just overlooking life. And if I'm honest, July and August have been a blur to me. Because on top, and, and please, I'm not throwing a, a pity party. Uh, I'm just being real with you guys. Because with trying to uh, act as somewhat of a general contractor, which I have no business doing, I'm making sure that this person gets here and then when is this going to get done? When is this going to get done? The Lord will bring up to remembrance someone in our church. And, I, and I'm texting men, how are you? How's your family? How's your kids? And in the midst of it, I lose sight. I lose sight of what's important. I'm so busy trying to, to do what God has called me to do uh, as a pastor, and I lose sight of my wife. I try to be the best spiritual leader for our church, and I lose sight of my children. Why? Because I'm, are we there yet, God? Are we there yet? I just want to be in this building, God, because when we get in this building, God, are we there yet? He says, oh, son. Just be here. Be, be right now. Right now. And immediately a conviction came over my heart. And I, I prayed this to God. And I said, God, even if I don't, and I, I, I hope I do, because I began to think of Moses. Moses was leading the Israelites, and he promised uh, Moses, you will get to the promised land. You will lead them to the promised land. You will get there. And it's going to be flowing with milk and honey, and it's going to be beautiful. Guess what? Moses never got to step into that. Moses did not get to see the promised land. And I was like, you know what, God? If this is it for real church, if this is it, I want you to know that I'm thankful for what you, you're doing right now. Can I be honest? Sometimes I overlook you. Sometimes I think, man, you need to go out. You need to go invite people. You need to uh, tell people about church and what God's doing in your life and in our church. And guess what? I overlook you. And I'm worried about people who don't even come here. And I want new people. I want new faces. But guess what? My job is to pastor who's here. You, you now, right now. Now who's going to come to our church when we get into the new building? But you who are coming right now in this hotel room.
who came at the school, who came on the days we didn't have air conditioning, who came on the days when we didn't have uh, a lot of things. And the Lord just reminded me, man, be, be here, be now. And this morning, I want to encourage you with the same thing. Tomorrow will bring enough trouble. Tomorrow will bring enough problems. Tomorrow, there will be somebody who makes you mad. Tomorrow, somebody will disappoint you. Tomorrow, something will happen that you will find yourself questioning, God, am I there yet? And I don't know where that there is for you, but I want to tell you this morning that there is not important. There is not, it doesn't need to occupy space in your mind. It doesn't need to occupy space in your heart. You need to worry about the now. You need to look at your spouse now. You need to look at your children now. You need to thank God for what's in your bank account now. Because if you don't, you will become an ungrateful child. And we all know what those look like. And that's what I was becoming through this journey was an ungrateful child. Because guess what? God is doing some cool things in real church. God is doing some cool things in some people's lives. And unfortunately, I know all of you don't get to hear all the stories. I got to sit down and I'm done. I promise I'm done. Yesterday, I get a text message, or two days ago, I get a text message from a really good friend of mine. And I, I know he's okay with me sharing this. He's in the room right now. And he said, man, I want to I sit and talk with you. When do you have time? I said, how about an early breakfast Saturday morning? It was perfect. So we go to Chick-fil-A and he begins to tell me, and I've been praying for him, good friend of mine, been praying that God would take him there because I know he's been stressed out about there. His, his soon-to-be wife is going, is worried and stressed about there. I've just been praying and praying, God, take him there. God, take him there. And, and throughout the summer, you can ask him, frustration, disappointment after disappointment. And he began to share with me at Chick-fil-A. We're like the only people in there because it's 6, 7.30 in the morning or whatever. And I thought it was going to be completely different. And he goes, man, this is what happened this week. And I couldn't help but to think like, man, this is what we've been praying for. And I know he's super excited about this new journey that God is going to take him on and that God finally brought him here. But guess what? Guess what? After he, he began to say, but man, I don't know about this and I don't know about that. And I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. Because guess what? When you get there, there's more there to get to. And if you're always focused on the there, you will lose sight of what's important right now. Some of you need to go to lunch after church with your family and you just need to look at your spouse and say, man, I'm so thankful for you. Stop thinking about what they didn't do, what they didn't clean, what they didn't make, what they didn't. Just, man, thank you. Thank you. Some of you need to look at your children this afternoon. Guess what? The, the, the people are working at the church right now, and, and my wife will tell you, I want to be there. I want to be there because they have questions. They, they, need, they need answers. But I'm, I'm excited to take my daughter to the batting cage this afternoon. I'm excited to just be there. And I just made a vow to God. I said, God, I'm not going to quit worrying about there. I'm going to quit worrying about the day we opened that building. And I'm going to be here with my church family this morning. I was so excited to be with you this morning. Because guess what? Some of you needed to be encouraged. Man, 
Be here now. Be here now. Will you stand to your feet this morning? I don't know about you, but I know that the Lord is speaking in your hearts. He's speaking to your mind right now. He's bringing back to remembrance because some of you have been on a journey that you, you've been in the valley. You've been in the valley, and guess what? We all pray that we can get out of that valley, and you want to get to the light at the end of the tunnel, and you want to get there. Can I encourage you that God is with you in this valley? If you're going through a, a divorce, if you're going through a family trauma, if you're going through a family death, God is there with you. He never left you. He never forsaken you. He's right there. And he says, I know this is hard, but I need you here right now because I'm here. I'm right now. And I'm with you every step of the way. So wherever you are on your journey, man, the Lord's for some of you have been so good to you and you're like me. Unappreciative, complaining, worried, stressed. And for us too, he's here and he's now. And he loves you. And that is why we sing. That is why uh, I said this last week. This is not Christian karaoke to take up space and time. But this is a time to worship God. And you thank him now for your journey. You thank him now that you're in the valley. You thank him now that you're on the mountaintop. You thank him now that you're going through what you're going through. You thank him now for the blessings that you have in your life. And if we do that, man, you're going to have that peace and you're going to have that rest in your soul. So, Father.